I told him you never know. Exciting times over here. We're back with another episode of YNK Plus. And uh, yep. man, a lot, I, I have a lot to report on, Mike. So much to report on today. What do you got? <laughs> I, can, I can proudly say that I am, I am four days free of both coffee and pornography. Wow. I, I just wow. Quit, quit them both at the same time. Cold turkey? Cold turkey. <laughs> I'm talking no JPEGs, no MP3s, nothing. No cold brews, no no wow. drip, no drips, nothing. No, I'm just free and clear. Why? Um, what 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 made you? I don't I don't feel like those two are associated. <laughs> I I beg to differ. I beg to differ. Um, so you get horny when you get all jacked up on certain milligram of caffeine. <laughs> that's neither here nor there, but a little bit, yeah, but. <laughs> But I I, w- I think uh, that I think both have a uh, play a part in anxiety. To be honest with you, and um, I just think when you like subject yourself to that much dopamine, like consistent, yeah. like consistently and constantly, like it just totally fucks up your head and gives you anxiety. So I'm I'm yeah. giving it a shot. You know, I've I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm I'm getting a little sick right now, and I'm not sure which one it's from. The lack of coffee or porn. I'm not sure. <laughs> But I'm physically yeah, there's ill. There's no way. There's no way you're gonna know. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to <laughs> hop back into one to wean the other one out. You know. I'm physically ill, uh, but I'm keeping a tally on my notebook here, and I'm I'm four days in, so I'm gonna. I I, I don't know if I'm, it's gonna be like a forever thing, but I I wanted to at least challenge myself and do it for at least like a month and see how I feel. I mean, it's it's definitely a good thing. It's definitely a good thing. I'm. It's good to not not go everything at once. You know, like I remember. I remember when I did, you know, al- alcohol was obviously a big one. I, I haven't, yeah, that's you know tough. how I drink. I only, I only drink on stage now, you know, but I, I, I still smoke and there's still tobacco. Like right now I'm smoking and dipping more than I ever have because yeah. I'm about to be done. I'm about to, I'm on like my last sprint. The same, remember how the partying final sprint was? You could argue that it, the sprint <laughs> was longer than a sprint. <laughs> it was a long it, distance. It was a fucking Ironman. <laughs> Uh, yeah um you know that that uh that's like i'm i'm riding that wave to finish this album just because like the sanctity of it all i don't want to like just where i'm at like i know what's next in my life steve's being he's demanding pets right now um i i know kind of you know the next thing in my life is kind of making a, a bigger life switch into like linking with my girl and being with her and like not yep. going to be smoking and dipping, <laughs> chain dipping. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a long build to that. And, um, and like, that's, act- <laughs> it's actually, that's kind of what, I, I don't know, kind of what I love about the relationship with her, but really I think that's what a sign of good relationships is like, they signify positive changes, you know, like they, they either initiate or there's something about it that creates a new a redirection certain things in your life and then once you go down that path you realize how great that was for you you know what i mean i feel like that's a good gauge on you know just the symmetry with your partner and like mm-hmm. do do the things they stand for the things they want you know they ask of you or the things that organically happen by being in a relationship with them is it pointing you in ways that you like you know what i mean 
and mm -hmm. not just because oh i like to do what i want don't tell me what you know what i mean like don't change me <coughs> where like you're open to fucking you're open to improving always i mean i feel like that's what the journey we're on you know what i mean um and it's pointed me in like it's pointed me in a lot of positive changes even ones that i resisted you know what i mean and then mm -hmm. now i'm just like i'm aware of that like the things that the things that it kind of flowing to me and pushing it's pushing me down certain paths there's there's better things down those paths for me than maybe the one staying in my comfort zone about everything and doing exactly what i want in every moment you know what i mean like there's yeah, oh yeah. there's a lot of positive change that's happened through allowing yourself to to adapt you know what i mean so um i remember when i did alcohol like it you know, I think alcohol is is different than caffeine, obviously, and that t and, or even porn. It's just like well, alcohol, alcohol social. is it's so social. Yeah, it's such a big part of our job too. Like, or so yeah. I thought. You know, like yeah, obviously, I kind of my life lended itself towards like me being able to not drink in the studio. Remember, you remember the studio? I would I wouldn't drink in my normal studio sessions ever, really. But then you know, you know how they they translated, they transpired, I should say, like soon there was 50 people in there and i was fucking hammered and we were i was making songs you know so oh, yeah. there was oh, yeah. multiple multiple ways of recording but i now like i really the real bread and butter now has just been like doing it i i have i can catch that same wave without the alcohol and without needing to be all fucked up you know what i mean which was a nice that was like kind of what i'm talking about where you get pushed down these positive roads where like you have to go down the road far enough to see the benefit of it, you know? But now like, I don't feel any necessity or need to be on a wave to make music or like yeah. to be on, see, you know, I used to kind of yeah, feel that's that amazing. way. That's amazing. That's why I said, I want to try this for at least 30 days. Cause you're not going to see the benefits immediately. Yeah. You know, it's going to take some time. I'm like, as I say this, I literally have cold sweats right now. Again, I don't know from which one. I don't know. <laughs> you, you've been a big caffeine guy for a while, but you're also a horny guy. So maybe it's a combination. Maybe they're both very impactful. You know, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not quitting caffeine. I'm, I'm not. I think that there's something about coffee though that like initiates a lot of uh, anxiety in me. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, dude, you I, know? 100%. 100%. I think, I think, I mean, for me personally, like I caught a little coffee wave recently out here. Yeah. Um, there's a certain coffee like with a certain taste that I get that's cool but like the amount of co the coffee caffeine always has been stronger to me like and I'm kind of a tank with substances oh like, yeah I you are feel totally shit. Mm -hmm. and I and that like I notice where when I have like even an energy drink which you could argue is worse you know like or anything from the green tea like the tea caffeination from green tea like that base it's way it's way less anxiety associated type yeah you know like it's just the coffee does that to me i feel like it does i feel like everyone's different you know but it definitely is a thing though like being over caffeinated and over stimulated it's a stimulant you know mm -hmm. it's it's fucking over stimulating you for sure so it can definitely bring on it i think that, i think that's a good play you know yeah no i was definitely overstimulated from those two things and um i don't know i think from a creative standpoint too and you could probably uh talk mm -hmm. on this as well but i just feel like I mean, remember in the old days, you used to just like close your eyes and whack it, you know, just think about stuff. Yep. And then, and then, then came the internet and then came the cell phones and then your just, your imagination just went right out the fucking window <laughs> and you just became so overstimulated all the time 
where it actually started to, I mean, it starts to like affect like the way you can like imagine things, your imagination. And as a creator, so, I feel like that's so that's funny that you, it's detrimental. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny that you like, cause you were like, yeah, it could affect your creativity. Like now I can't even imagine naked bitch. I can't even imagine sexual things. I need to well, see that's, it. I'm, I'm, I'm taking this from but Theo no, I Vaughn. Get it. I think Theo Vaughn actually was the catalyst for me wanting to do this because he had a funny clip the other day where he was like, <laughs> He's like, oh man, I'm like, I'm 50 days porn free. He's like, besides like one or two JPEGs. And he's like, he's like, I find, he's like, I find it now. I can just like close my eyes and I can just like imagine an ass cheek. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, and that's what you no, did when I you were a kid. Though. Yeah. And it's like, but it's, it's, it. be, it's beyond sex though. Like I think as a musician or a visual creator or like a videographer or a filmmaker, like you need to be able to like imagine things in your head. Like you have to. And oh, if yeah. you're. And if you're constantly overstimulating your imagination with just fucking people fucking all the time, I just, I feel like you're just destroying that part of your brain. So I don't know. We'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens. No, I think it's a great step for you. I'm, I'm proud of you for making the step. And yes, everything you're saying is, I mean, that's, that's all the shit I'm preaching about is just like getting, mm -hmm. you know, if you can get quiet. You know, like all the, even just being on the phone, constantly being in conversation, being on FaceTime, texting, being on TikTok, whatever it is, these are all dopamine hits. They're all distractions from like, you know, all the shit we talk about getting into like a kind of a connectivity where you can be creative, you know? I've experienced yeah. that pretty heavily this year, just my whole life changed in the sense of all the shit I had to focus on, my day to day changed a lot and then, mm -hmm. You know, you bring in a long distance relationship and you bring in some of the things that happen in personal life, you know, and using the other side of the brain is definitely a real thing. Like I've, you know, I spent a handful of time, like two years straight of just like kind of avoiding that side of life and like really being in the creativity and the artist and the flow every moment doing whatever I wanted, you know, where this year I kind of ha had to, I didn't have a choice and I had to kind of do the opposite. Um, <laughs> and just experiencing the creativity and the not to say I've I've been stagnated by it. It's actually fulfilling if you let it. But what I'm saying is when I have those days where I'm in that bag and I have a bunch of choices and logistics shit or talking about finances or whatever, it's not really I'm not connected. After after I get off those calls or whatever, like I'm disconnected from I know the feeling when I'm connected to like I'm just in a really creative spirit, you know, and it it does take that, it does dampen that. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, that's part of the challenges of doing it the way we've done it, you know? But I wouldn't do it any other way, you know? We just need, we just need real players to help us, which is what I'm, I'm trying to cultivate now, you know? 100%, yeah, and going back to relationships, I mean, for the non-creative folks, I feel like I was also getting a lot of anxiety in my relationships. And that's, again, this is another catalyst where I feel like a lot of these things, um, like stimulants and being overstimulated can cause more anxiety within your relationship. And that's, that was another reason for me wanting to try this because I would just find myself like worrying and thinking and like driving myself crazy and getting anxiety over like the dumbest shit, you know, just overanalyzing mm. and overthinking stuff. And yeah. I had to go, I had to go back to that really great Michael Singer video you sent me a while back where he, he so talks good. about just like not thinking about the outcome of things and, and just, and just, talking about doing the best you can and being indifferent about everything. And, yeah. 
And I had to remind myself that, but I feel like a lot of stuff that was like the driver of my anxiety was some of these overstimulating things I was doing every day. So that was another reason why yeah. I did it. So I, I, again, I'm testing the waters and we'll, we'll see how that goes. It's, it's good to go in waves, man. Like you, you've been in yeah. Nashville having fun. There's a lot going on. You're very, there's, there's a lot of, this is probably the most active your day-to-day career has ever felt, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. And just with this shit going on and, <clears throat> And then you're in a new place and you're having fun and partying and meeting people and dating and and yeah, like you got no alone time to like, you know, I could I could probably guess you haven't been tapped into like spiritual shit really. You know? Well, it's the, that that's the other thing. This is a whole different conversation, but this really has been this year has been or not even like l- less than a year because like I've really only truly been living here like truly alone for like six months maybe where. I've been like really by myself for like long periods of time, you know, like I've, I've lived yeah. with you, lived with you guys for like seven years. And mm-hmm. when we're not living together, we're on the road, you know, so it was just constantly like around your buddies and around people. Yeah. And it went from like a really sharp turn of doing that. And then coming to a house, this like empty house where I was just, just me here. And, you know, I ended a relationship yeah. five, six months ago. And then I was really alone here. And yeah, to your point, I was going out and, you know, making friends and going out and stuff, but the majority yeah. of the time really just is fucking me sitting here, like doing work in my house and a good amount of nights, like just sitting here kind of chopping it up by myself. And that was, that was tough. You know, like that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's been one of the hardest things to kind of get used to. And it's one of yeah. those things you have to, as a man, you have to get used to because you have to be comfortable being on your own once you in a while. So it's, that's, uh, that's something I never actually had to deal with before. And I'm, I've been working on it and it's, it's hard some nights, you know, like, and it's, it's harder growing up. Yeah. It's a big part of growing up. It is. It's just like the Peter Pan syndrome. Like we were all very much that just cause our lifestyle, like we were just fucking, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) we're, we did it over the top. Like we were the guys (laughs) doing that. You know what I mean? We're just like, we stayed in that bag and like obviously evolved as people. And you know, we kept it a buck the whole way and kept trying to be good people and get better or whatever. But we were definitely, we did that over the top and now it's just it's like it's just another chapter i I can relate to what you just said a lot it's just like Mm -hmm. you have you know there's a that aspect of loneliness you know it's i'll say this about loneliness like the spirituality is the only thing that can cure that and and i'll explain like (coughs) you, you go through the phase of like being lonely and you know, it's kind of related to what you you started the whole conversation about. It's like dopamine, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and just like being activated, being turned on in this way with like engaging in things all the time. And there's no stillness, you know? And then the thought of stillness, I mean, we have a, we live in a society where it's very hard for people to sit for 15 minutes. Yeah. It, yeah. People can't, people can't give themselves 20 minutes, but they can give it to everything else. Well, you know what I mean? not so just 20 the minutes lonely- to them, not just 20 minutes to themselves, but like no cell phone, no TV, like, but no, that's the only no thing. Screen. That's what them yeah. themselves is. That's the only thing themselves. That's what themselves means. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you, when yeah. you're on the phone, you're not by yourself. Exactly. When you're in the TV you're zone, not you're not spirit. by yourself. Yeah. When you're scrolling through you're your phone, you're not by yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Even reading a book, listening to music, like music, you could argue, yeah, you could maybe be by yourself, but, but you're still being stimulated in a way, you know? And yeah. it's like, the loneliness is something it's 
it's a very, it's probably the most common feeling people. I mean, I felt lonely in crowded parties in that phase when mm -hmm. I, you know, I would have a hundred people at my house and then go to bed and feel lonely, you know, just wake up lonely. Even if there was someone in my bed felt lonely, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and you know, I went on this whole <coughs> journey where I completely left the party scene completely. I mean, I'm so out of the way. I don't go to anything, no events, mm -hmm. nothing. I don't do anything. I go to the beach and I hear and I go to go to eat. I go to the fucking gym, spa, whatever, that's it. Yeah. You know, and then I go to the concerts, but like, no, every art, you know, like it could be a, a full, full schedule of shit running around doing this and that, this appearance, so many things I'm passing on and touring and just like appearances and those things. Like, it's not, it's what I'm trying to say about loneliness is like, I, I had to give myself this fucking space. And there was like so many feelings of loneliness or little episodes of loneliness or times. But the more, the more I spent with it, what, I'm, what I mean by the spirituality is, is the only thing that can cure loneliness is because once you get connected and you feel connected, yeah, there's a bunch of shit that happens pretty much every day that takes you out of being connected. But if you're, if you're non-distracted and you're living your life in a way where you're giving yourself as much space as you can, you know what I mean? Like the more you get connected to the universe, meaning I'm not really alone. I don't feel alone, even though I'm alone. You know what I mean? I'm here mm -hmm. with the fuck. It's easy in a place like Malibu. I feel connected to, you know, the ocean or whatever. But I'm saying just in general, like you're never really alone if you really, if you really believe that, you know, we're all connected and, and we're, we're connected to the nature and to the universe and to the people in our lives. You know what I mean? Whether they're in the room with us or not, you know, it's like mm -hmm. there's, if, if, if loneliness is taken in the literal human man-made form of that word, then you, you spend your whole life trying to fill up things. You know what I mean? Let me, let, me fill, let me fill up my schedule. Let me fill up my house. You know what I mean? So that I'm never lonely because lonely sucks. You know what I mean? But yeah. what I'm saying is the only way through it to like be a man, like you said, like to be how your dad, you know, those great dads or great moms where it's like, there's there's just a level of there's a level of like journey that you need to go on in a personal like inner world way you know what i mean to just be okay alone and be the leader of the family do the hard things in your life you know what i mean a lot of the greatest things yes you know a lot of great memories happen with people but a lot of your greatest achievements too you know what i mean a lot of the things you you can you can really make huge strides not even leave your house you know what i mean like just with your own you know, through all these practices we talk about, you know, and that's what a lot of the spirituality is. Teachers talk about is like, you don't need, you don't need to go anywhere or be near anyone to fucking know the whole universe. It's all inner world. You know what I mean? It mm -hmm. sounds crazy, but it happened to me. You know what I mean? Like I, I actually am at the point where I, I don't dislike being around people. I go get around people like as long as it's the people, you know, I'm being thoughtful about where I go. But when I go and I'm around the crowd, I'm not tripping or whatever. But what I'm saying is, my new comfort zone, my new place where I feel like I'm growing the most and I have the best opportunity to do my best every day is alone. You know what I mean? And I, I love being mm -hmm. alone. I mean, you could ask, you know, the guys that live in the house, like we all, we're so alone. We're just going around about our day the way we want to. And, and I don't, I don't yearn for any connection in that sense. Like, I there I when I feel connected to myself, you know what I mean? I feel right connected to myself and I don't really actually want anyone around. Does that make any sense? And yeah, I think I totally. I'm in the same room, I've been lonely 
or wanting someone else to be around, you know what I mean? Because I was here a year ago, I remember, you know what I mean? Like having those same feelings, doing the same things. But if you spend enough time there and you go on the inner journey, you know, like I, I actually prefer, I prefer to be alone. I prefer just because I'm, I'm in a vibe where I like my vibe and I like how I can create from this space. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love that. And this uh, segues into one of our first questions from one of our subscribers, Ron. He said, uh, you've had a pretty long and evolutionary career, not just with music, but your personal growth and even your team's growth. When looking at it all, to this point, is there any one thing that you're proud of the most or truly surprised about? Good question. Yeah. Great question, Ron. Um, surprised about, uh, I guess the obvious answer is, you know, it's, it's definitely surprising when things go wrong. Um, you know, maybe the way they did, um, or, you know, those are obvious answers to the surprise. I, I would say the biggest surprise to me, and I think it's why I've been so vocal about where we're at or where I'm at and what I've gone through, I guess, <coughs> is the biggest surprise is how I am now to my to myself when I started. Yeah, no, that, totally, totally. Yeah, like that's genuinely the biggest surprise. And I think, yeah, that's why I'm, I try to share it, you know? Like, I, I, I think... I think that's probably the most awesome part about it too. Like, it's not surprise in a bad way. It's like, damn, you know, I, I, I didn't know, you know, you could exist. Like, I, I didn't think I could exist like the way I do now. You know what I mean? I didn't, I, there's been such an evolution where, you know, I look from where I sit now, I look back at the very beginning and I can't see who it is really. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. there's been so many, there's been just so many evolutions and, and, um, life feels and looks so different for me. I just, I can barely remember how it looked then. And that's, I used to kind of maybe be a little saddened by that, but really what it speaks to is just like, I was living in the present then and the moment then. I think that's why I had success and I was able to keep growing enough, you know, and, and I feel like I'm really living in the moment now. And when you're doing that, you know, like there's a lot of life that happens. There's a lot of changes, you know, like it's great to not be able to recognize yourself from 10 years ago, you know, and I, I think it's, if anything, it's speeding up more and more. I feel like I've changed so much from last year to this year, you know, and mm -hmm. I don't know. I think, I think that's probably my favorite part about the whole thing. Um, in regards to the personal journey or, and, um, you know, I definitely am super proud of my, of, of the career we've put together, but it's all part of the journey. You know, I think you and I and, and Blue and, and Versace, the guys we've done this with, like, you know, it's just cool. It's just cool to see things, how they, how they, how they've shaken out, you know, like, it's just, mm -hmm. It's, we were just kids when we all got started and, you know, just to see the evolution uh, on the human side is, that's, that's the stuff that's like going to matter later. It's not going to, you know, we definitely, all these memories and all these downloads from this music <coughs> career and all the special things that we were able to do and all these crazy lifelong memories, you know, or just those events. Like, I can't even say I remember all the shows or whatever, but like, I really truly feel like I downloaded into my DNA. Do you feel like that? Like, you know, yeah. just those experiences, that whole era? Sometimes not for the best, but yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, sometimes. No, but I mean, I mean, even just like, just getting on stage that many times and all the love, you know what I mean? Oh, like oh totally. All yeah. the fucking, yeah. just how lucky you feel, you know, and like how lucky I feel now to be, to be doing it and doing it at the at its highest level after it's such a very very left field way of doing things, you know, and just to see it pan out and where we landed and like we're really in front of our best opportunity yet at year 12. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we're, we're in our best spot ever in year 12. And I, it's just, that's, that's fucking really, that's really cool. You know, that's really, really dope. And I, I feel like when this whole chapter ends, I'll just like, it's in my fucking backpack as I walk forward, you know, like I yeah. just feel like I, I, I bring it all with me and maybe it's not all the details, but, but just the overall, you know, the experiences and the, and the love and the, and the and lessons, the shit, all the lessons, the opportunities and the lessons. And mm -hmm. yeah, man, it's like, it's, it's really something to look back at and, and really just have a lot of gratitude for, which I, I do a lot because I, you know, it gets, it gets sometimes, sometimes, you know, I've had a lot of shit going on this year. It's crazy, but sometimes it's like so much is happening. I, I, I just like, yo, I'd rather be a kid again. Like I could do less, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. need, you know, like I could do less, man. I don't even, I wear the same shit every day, bro. I don't fucking care. I have enough money, you know, to, to be good in my life in, in the sense of fucking nice home. You know what I mean? Like I don't need all the cars and the events and this and that. And I, I sometimes I've questioned, not question, it's, it's pretty short lived, but I have those feelings of like, yo, it's just like, I'm getting pulled like 20 ways at once. You know what I mean? And and it's anxiety comes from that too, you know, just the same way you have distracted thoughts. Like I, I'm just kind of been feeling so bombarded with a bunch of shit to do that. I'm not really, not that I didn't sign up for it because I did technically, but you know what I mean? I wanted I wanted more help than this at this, you know, for I, I didn't know until you get more, successful you know what i mean and then mm -hmm. the, then the clothing gets really big and that needs so much attention and then you know what i mean all these different aspects and um you know i check myself with that because i, I you just have to be you just have to be fucking grateful for, you think about where it started and like you got i, I literally laugh it off sometimes i'm just like <laughs> can i really be upset you know what i mean yeah it's a lot going on yeah i'm a little stressed out yeah you know but can I really be upset? I remember when I started, you know, and I know, I know how it felt then and who I was then and the shit that I've gotten to experience, you know what I mean? So what, I got to have some hard days and work, you know, or whatever it is. It's like, it's, it's really just, um, it's really just all been a blessing. It really has the ups and downs. We've been so much more positive than negative. We've been so lucky, you know? So that's really what I try to keep with me. And, and I know I will keep with me as I, whenever it ends, you know, that I'll take that whole vibe with me. Beautiful sentiment. Um, backing up when you were talking about <clears throat> how you've been an artist for 12 years and, um, you're kind of just facing your biggest opportunities now that kind of feeds into this question from Michael tool where he, he's asking kind of just general tips for young artists. And I wanted to make a, just a little reference to what happened recently at the CMA awards here where jelly roll won best new artist. And he had this really beautiful speech where he talked mm -hmm. about how there was something poetic about being the quote unquote best new artist at the age of 39. And a guy like him has probably been in the industry making music for 
you know, 20, 20 years. years. You know, and, yeah. and he's just now being recognized. And he has, as, he has been. He's he's known as one of the hustlers yeah. of the underground rap scene. He was never stopped putting music out. And yeah. that's that's uh, talking about talk about like a lesson of just going all in, and reaching. Not that this accolade really means anything in the long run. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, <clears throat> it's the CMAs, like you know, whatever. It's it's just a, a trophy, but still, uh, just kind of like the essence of it being recognized as best new artist. 20 years into making music. I mean, I think that's one of the most ultimate lessons and kind of pays homage and tribute to what you've been preaching this whole time of just keep going and you never know. Because if you're a young artist, I think today more than ever, there's such like this need for instant gratification just because of the mm -hmm. way people are wired now with TikTok and all this bullshit of going viral like in a day and you know mm -hmm. being recognized overnight. When it comes to being an artist and creating a real grassroots fan base. I mean, that, that type of thing doesn't happen overnight. And I think a lot of people get complacent or get frustrated young artists because they're two, three, four, five years in and mm. they're, they're, they're saying, oh, it's not happening for me yet. Um, do you have like any type of message for that type of artist who's, you know, been doing it yeah. for a few years and, and just so we're, ne we're, needs any outlook? My, my career is like apples and oranges um, to to you know if you're starting now you know what i mean it just it was a different landscape um there was i mean the landscape's totally shifted in regards to just navigating like how the music industry operates and how you can enter it and it's really the barrier to entry is completely gone um and i feel like i was one of the first artists to kind of realize that there was there was an opening at the barrier to entry, right? Right at that era, you know, like there was, I wasn't the one that started it. I'm just saying in that general, in that little area of time, um, you know, I think there was some college kids that were like, there was some internet music that was really starting to catch on where there was like fandom being, ha you know, being, there was fandom being created outside of like the mainstream approach, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, and, music industry is just the wild wild west constantly shifting but what i will say about it is like if 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 you rush it's it's really not going to work it's not a plan for long long-term success and what i mean by rush is like chasing chasing like trends or you know just trying to go what you talked about like going viral out of the gate right yeah and here's what i mean by that like if, if that's the game you're playing and it's taking your creative energy and that's where you're going with your creative energy, you're pouring it into that, you know, that bucket where it's like, yo, what are the, what are the things that are working content wise? How can we, you know what I mean? Just kind of making it about that. Now, if I was starting out in this day and age, yes, there would be an aspect of my content that was, you know, making sure that I'm that I'm checking boxes or I'm trying different things, you know what I mean? Be but mm -hmm. my point about the actual art itself, let's just talk about music. music. You have to, you have to do, like you have to swing enough in the batting cage before you can start to make contact in the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. you have to show up and like create from a place of pure creativity. It's not about the commerce. You know what I mean? It's not about, Hey man, this could be like let's this could be a viral song, you know. It's 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 literally, you know, you have to create for the sanctity of like really what it is from basic. It's just like a creation. You're creating something out of that doesn't exist and it's coming from you. 
and it's really supposed to come from your heart space, you know what I mean? And, and yes, your mind too, but it's coming from, it's coming through you, you know, and it's your job. It's your job to curate the type of music you make, what your skill is. You know what I mean? Like when you talk about being a great singer or rapper, that's cool. And you'll, you might get a bunch of followers, you know, but making songs that will earn well, you know what I mean? And just, yes, TikTok can make songs pop off just for a 10, 10 second clip, you know what I mean? That can happen. But the, what I'm really talking about is like the long-term play of like, yeah, I wanna, I wanna do this and like really curate a fan base and, and really, you know, have a long music career where it's not, I'm not like a social media person first, I'm a musician that promotes my music via social channels you know so my advice more than anything is like man you have to you're you're going you're going to be fucked if you're constantly playing the game of like i need the viral attention um for every release or and that's how you're kind of making your songs if you're making it from that place um even if things pop off and you have a song go well or a few songs go well if you're not seasoned as an artist, right? Like, dude, if you don't have a bunch of shit for them to go consume, if you've won them over with a song or a video and they see it and they're like, yo, who's this guy? And they wanna check your shit out. Like, you have to be in that bag as an artist or you're gonna lose that person. You're not gonna, the mm -hmm. retention on keeping your fans is not, you have to be able to take them on the journey. You know what I mean? And like, there, it just has to be real and organic. You know what I mean? And like, there yeah. are tons and tons and tons of pretty talented people doing all the same things. You know what I mean? There's, so you can be in that category or, you know what I mean? You really, you really tune in your craft. Yes, document it. Yes, share it. But my point is when you share shit that is organically dope to you and it's what you made and you're creating it from a good space and you're sharing, when that pops off or when it starts to grow, those people who like that, they're gonna see your whole journey. They're gonna hear your other records. They're all in that vein. They're, or, you know, there's, there's, there's something to hold on to. You know what I mean? There's something to become a fan of versus doing a bunch of shit that's all over the place just to chase trends. You know what I mean? So my biggest thing is like, yeah, you can go viral, but then, but then what? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, you could knock a guy, you could knock a guy out, you know, he runs into a punch in the UFC, but the real guys are the real guys that win over a long period of time. They're, you know what I mean? They're, they're, they just literally perfect the craft more and more passionately than the other guys, you know? So to have a long career like a Jelly Roll or me, you know, which he's been doing, he's, he's another level. Like, I think he's done it another eight or nine years more than I did, but he, he, you know, like, he's had an organic journey. His whole journey is, he's like one of the best entertainers right now because he's just so entertaining. Like you're talking about his speech right now. He's, he's just, he's just a, an electric guy, but there's a whole, there's a whole truth to his journey to where he is now. You know what I mean? And as long as you're being honest and organic and showing the shit that you really want to make, you're making the shit you want to make and you're sharing it and you're constantly trying to improve and get better. That's the only way you're actually going to be able to sustain a music career in this climate, dude. Like, there's so many fucking people making music, and a lot of it's good, you know? Like, it's such, it's such an oversaturation. There's a lot of people that make pretty good stuff, you know? Like, mm -hmm. it's very, very, very muddy out there. So now more than ever, like, you have to, yeah, you got to do the rat race. You have to play the content race, and you have to play that game hard. 
But you also really have to be like, it has to be about creating your own sound. It has to be about curating great music, you know? And then sharing it organically, it will go up when you share it, you know? So you have to play the game. You have to share, you have to overshare or you're not gonna, you know, it's, that is the channel of like taking it to the next level is popping off on social media. But when you pop off, you have to be ready. You know what I mean? And what the only way you're ready is by curating your sound and really, really working at it. So when your shit pops off and they like something, you're ready to give them another one. Or there's others that they, they can discover and listen to. And then you start to create traction where there's people that listening. You know how many people that are on TikTok, they hear a dope shit. They're seeing, they're seeing videos and hearing all different snippets of music. Like, yeah, they could like the video. They could follow you on there, but are they going to stream and be, and be a concert goer? Are they going to be listening to your shit while they're driving to work? You know what I mean? So that's how I think you have a, a long music career. And it's, it's almost back to the basics. Yes, you have to play the game, but you, you really got to be, you really actually have to be more focused <laughs> on, on creating something that can stand out, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Especially now, it's it is a lot easier to make good sounding music these days, and I think what sets it apart are the artists that actually have something to say and that has a message. So I agree with you on that because not not everyone yeah, has something. Just, to, not everyone has something to say. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, dude, it's it's. I think the bigger the bigger message is like, just don't forget that it's about the music. It, that's yeah. that's a huge challenge about being an artist now. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Trying to trying to come up and. Just don't forget that it, it's about the music. And the only way your music's really going to hit at a long, it has to be real and you have to be tuned in. You can't be worried about the outcome. That's how we started this conversation. You know what I mean? Where you mentioned like not worrying about outcomes. If you're making shit and worried about the outcome while you're making it, you're not even really in it. It will shine through in the music and it won't connect at the level that you want it to. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's detaching from the results. <clears throat> And, and making sure it's about the music. That would be my short form answer. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. No, no, I love it. Um, that's really good advice. Um, I want to move on to at least one more question. Uh, this Let's is from it. this is from Jem, and it's kind of a two part question. I want to I want to first start with the. It's basically about ambition and time, optimizing time. I want to start with ambition, and he he's talking about um, like is it is it okay to pursue many different things and different career paths uh, and different passions at the same time? Uh, and then within that, um, you know, how do you, how do yeah. you like, how do you optimize your time? And, and, and what if like, what if you have a, he said, our time is finite in life and all these goals may not be able to be achieved. I kind of, I kind of wanted to just touch on that a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's kind of a nice sentiment where, when I was 13 and 14 years old, I fell in love with two things. One was picking up a video camera <clears throat> and one was playing guitar. And that happened over 20 years ago. And when I fell in love with those things, and when you're a kid, you're not really thinking about the outcome. That's the beauty of being young is you do things that are fun. And that's the only reason why you do it. It's just pure fun. And you're so detached from what it'll lead to. You're just doing it because you enjoy it. And fast forward 20 years, I mean, last year, <clears throat> you could look at me on our tour last year where when Skis went on stage, I'd pick up a guitar and I'd play, you know, guitar for his set. And then when you came on stage, I'd pick up a camera and I'd film the mm -hmm. set. And multiple years ago when we started the podcast, when we started that, I, I would run the sound and I'd shoot the videos simultaneously. 
Mm-hmm. And and it all and I, I can honestly say it all started from just having this honest love for doing those things without ever thinking mm-hmm. about what it will lead to. Cause and I was I was blessed that it happened at such a young age, at 13 and 14 years old, where if I fell in love with those things when I was 19 or 20, I don't know if I could honestly say the same thing. So yeah. um, my, my answer for that is when you are pursuing, see, he wrote it in here. He said passions slash careers. I think it's more important to fall in love with things as a passion and not really think about the career side of it. And I understand that money's important and you know you have to put food in the table, but mm-hmm. you have to really fall in love with what you're doing without really thinking about where it's going to lead to because- at the end of the day, like I, I fell in love with two completely different things and yeah, they're both in the arts, but they're not like super related. And then I yeah. find myself today where they're, yeah, I, I skill stacked them where I became a unique person where I'm kind of like perfect for doing some of these things because not a lot of yeah. people have that skill set. So, um, how, mm-hmm. wh- what would your take be on that? Cause you're someone yeah, who's very great... ambitious. You're someone who's very ambitious. Like you, you're taking on things beyond music, you know, like, like, Stevenson Ranch and like Chug Bud and there's just endless things that you're doing on top of the music. So what's your take on it? Yeah, I mean, um, I think what you said was great and I, I totally agree. Um, you know, in regards to in regards to like picking careers or navigating, um, you know, the choices, which paths to go. I mean, these are the challenges of being an adult. And uh, these are the challenges of life. And it's like super, super common, obviously. I think everyone has these critical choices and it's, it does create um, just a general, it creates that dialogue where you need, you know, you need to find the right answers for you or it's, it kind of never stops in your head. You have, you know, dialogues about, you know, why, why am I here doing this? I don't like this. I should have did this. I should have did that. The regrets, whatever. And it really is, there isn't really an answer. It's, it's, it's like part of the fucking journey everyone has to go on. You got to make, um, you got to make choices. And, um, what, what you said was, was spot on. I think if you're following your passions, um, I think it's at least easier to feel connected and understand why you're here, you know, um, I think there's like a bit of an existential thing where like everyone's worried about their purpose and, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean your job is your purpose. So like what you do is your purpose, you know? Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, and there's, there's, there's a lot, you know, everyone is different, but in his scenario and in, in a, I think a lot of, you know, a lot of people's scenario, you have ambitions and ambitions is a, a gift and a curse, you know? It's like a beautiful thing to have a reason to wake up and chase something and having something to, to a goal to go after can really be give people a purpose and make them feel like they're living their life, you know? So having, having those goals, you know, is a good thing, but at the same time, you know, at the same time, you have to be able to make the choices that are going to, you know, guide where your, where your life ends up. So, as, as you're navigating the choices and like, doesn't mean your first career is the answer or your second one, there has to be an open to everything attached to nothing thing. But at the same time, man, like it's only, it's only an answer that you can find that, that you can make the decision on. So in regards to answering, I think John's like, I think the way you said it, 
um, is probably the best point about it though. It's like, if you have a choice to follow something you're passionate about, that's the way to go. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? In, in my opinion. Now, if there's, if there's time management issues when you have a family and you have another job, you know, or something, dude, these are, these are real battles that most people face. You know what I mean? So I think there's one thing to say, and it's like being okay with changing your mind and being wrong. You know, mm -hmm. like a lot of people might feel like I'm supposed to be a musician or I'm supposed to be an entertainer. And then, you know, sometimes life or God or the universe is giving you answers that you're not ready to hear yet. You know, so you, as life transpires, like you can have these dreams and ambitions and, and it's okay to walk down paths and then turn around and say, I was wrong. Go, go try the next door. You know, mm -hmm. like there's, there's, I don't know, a fluidity. That's kind of like the going with the flow, you know, shit we talk about all the time. There's validity to, there's validity to being able to walk down multiple paths. It just comes with a challenge of making hard choices. You have to be open to, to realizing you're wrong. You know, like there are a lot of people that have big dreams and ambitions, but if they were to get what they wanted, it wouldn't be suited for them. You know what I mean? They don't even, there's a naivety when you don't have it yet. So you want this and then you get it and then it doesn't even suit you. You know what I mean? So I hate to say it because every single, every single question that gets asked, I, I land here, but it, it all goes back. It does, man. It goes back. It goes back to the spirituality. It goes back to connectivity. Spirituality is not believing in religion to me. It's, it's about being present, being connected and spending the time to personally develop and grow. I think it's the only way that you're able to make these decisions with any clarity. It's hard to choose what you're supposed to do in life. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. so hard. Yeah. If, especially if it's not obvious, like how, how are you supposed to know, you know? And that's the anxiety that so many young people deal with. Like there's so many choices and options. So the fluidity is a necessity. And I think the more you get connected to yourself, the easier your ideas and your answers are going to come, come through on that, you know? Um, and yeah, I, I think the same part of that question, the time, the time management, again, it's like, critical choices. There's a balance. You shouldn't overwork yourself. You shouldn't, you shouldn't force yourself when it's not there, you know? So there's, there's a lot of, a lot of answers within the spirituality, within getting to know yourself and spending the time to like, just really kind of analyze and maybe get familiar with yourself on a deeper level. I think these answers open up for you a bit more. And that's why most of the questions about advice I land here, you know what I mean? Because I know how, I know what it did for me. You know, I realize my life is different than average or whatever. And, and I was, I, there's so many other fucking day-to-day -day hardships that a lot of people experience all the time. You know what I mean? I realize how lucky I got getting streamlined into this career and how it's played out. And I think I don't want to make it sound easier than it is, but I do think, especially with how hard it is nowadays, getting connected is your answer. How are, you, how are you supposed to guide your life and be in tune with your intuition if you don't have that aspect in your life, you know? So <coughs> that's my answer on it again, you know? But following passions is definitely the safest way to go. I can't think of, I can't think of a career right now where you can't follow your passion. With the way the internet, you know, and commerce has changed, yeah. there, there's almost like anything you're into 
there's something there. You know what I mean? Like if you're really into something, that's your heart telling you, I love this. You know what I mean? Like if it's, it makes perfect sense to go after any type of way of making money and making a living based on what you're really passionate about. You know what I mean? It sounds obvious, but I think if most people sit down and say, yeah, what are the three things that I like that really kind of light me up? I just like them. You know, I'm not making money off them. I'm not famous because of them. I just like them. If no one's around, I like doing it, you know? And there's money to be made on most of those sectors nowadays, you know? So that's a good, that's a good way to start at least or, or narrow down where you want to go. Yeah, I think young people are really, um, again, they're, they're hard on themselves and there's a lack of patience there as well. Um, I, I saw a really great video, a, a YouTube channel recently. I don't know, have you heard of uh, Dry Creek Wrangler School? It's like, a, no. like this, this old older dude like on a ranch with like a beard and a hat. Oh, I've seen that guy, yeah, yeah. He like smokes pipes, his name's Uncle Dwayne. <laughs> yeah, he's a legend. And he just like sits in his chair and smokes his pipe and just schools you on some like really dope shit for like mm -hmm. 20 minutes at a time. I've been like diving into his shit deeply. And um, one of his most popular videos, he's just talking about how when you're young, like you don't, you're not supposed to have it all figured out. Like you're not supposed to know your purpose right away. It might take a long time. You're not, you're not supposed to have life figured out at the age of 25 or the age of 30 or the age of 35. And I mean, exactly. he says like, once you get into your fifties, then it's, you know, you really start to, and the only way you get there, the only way you can get there is through life experience. And exactly. when you're 25, you don't have any life experience. And there is something to be said of through spirituality. I think you can expedite a lot of this where you can get there sooner than most people, but people just need to, to chill out, you know, and just let life happen and mm -hmm. let the struggle happen. Like be comfortable not knowing what you're supposed to do. Like let, let it just come to you. Don't force it. Like just let it come into your life when it's supposed to come into your life. And there's a, like a lot of impatience and people getting anxiety and depression over, oh, I'm like, I, I'm graduated college. I've been out of college for five years. I don't know what I'm doing. Like of course, you're not supposed to know what you're doing. Like exactly. You're not supposed to have any of this shit figured out yet. And if you look at a lot of older people, like a lot of them are really fucking content and they're really like their demeanor is like really fucking chill because they've had so much more life experience on figuring out how to get there and how to get into that state. Dude, I just picked up this book uh, that's right here. Just the chapter it's on, Living by Being. The this is the Tao Te Ching, which is like, this is my favorite, this is my favorite teaching, spiritual teaching, this book. And it's uh, one of my favorite guys like wrote an interpretation, but it's this, what, what the Tao is, is the, it's the way. It stands for the way and it's just like, perfect balance extremes of anything is no good you know and 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 like what we're just talking about and like this whole dialogue about purpose jobs time management oh make sure you have to do your spiritual work you have to do this like <laughs> yeah there's there's so much like when i talk about the spiritual shit and this is the stuff that i connect to the most it's like there's so much in like there's so much in just being still and being, being, giving yourself some space. And, you know, this living by being sex, this chapter, I'll read the verse from the Tao Te Ching. It says, without going out the door, know the world. Without looking out the window, see the ways of heaven. The farther one goes, the less one knows. 
Therefore the sage does not venture forth and yet knows, does not look and yet names, does not strive and yet attains completion. And it's like this paradox of you can achieve so much within your heart and just there, there's no, you don't have to achieve the accolades and the, the doing, the doing, the doing. There needs to be a 50% of the being, which is being in a state of gratitude, looking around, listening, you know what I mean? Um, learning, growing, you know, those aspects of life are so important to understand. Like, I really feel like if you're constantly going, 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 there's an aspect of you that's not really living at all. You know what I mean? I really do feel like that. And I don't, not that I couldn't do this with a significant, I, you know, you can do it with your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever, or with friends or with family. Like you can have these moments of just like true peace. You know what I mean? Where there's a connection to just being alive. It's not about an accolade. You know what I mean? There's just, mm -hmm. there's just a connection that happens and it's, and it's, it can be a beautiful thing. And, um, taking, taking it with you, or at least the awareness, something I'm constantly thinking about is like, dude, I'm constantly judging myself if I'm not working. If, if like, I'm not being productive, like Same. I have to check myself Same. to be like, yeah. and I think so many people are, and the world just makes it harder and harder. Like you have to go back into what it is. Like you have to go back deeper before it was all about doing and achieving and collecting money. You know what I mean? And look at me and how every fucking meal is on the internet. Look at this nice place. And here's, I am here and look at this thing. I got this award and that, and you know what I mean? Like, here's my new song. Here's this. It's there's, there's a whole other side of life. There's a whole other side of life. You know what I mean? What, what happened before the internet and, and capitalism? What was life about then? You know what I mean? We're, we're, there were humans then. And there's, there's so, there's teachings from millennia ago, many millennia ago that, are still truth right now. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of there's a lot of universal truths that need to be reminded and you you got to you got to spend some dude the the society isn't slowing down. They're going to they're going to get on without you anyway. You know what I mean? Like it's just going to go faster and faster and faster and everyone's going to get more fucked up and more fucked up. Because there's there's a whole other aspect of being a human. We're human beings, you know. We're not human doings. I've said that before. It's not mm -hmm. it's not all about what you do and what you did, and you know what I mean. So there's an aspect there. Like, dude, I I've gotten so much peace from that. Today I fucking I had a I just had a lot of, a lot of shit going on. I just laid down in bed for fucking four hours today. Like three <laughs> uh, like never done that. It's the first day I did it, and when it when it ran through my head, I was just like. I never do this. And I'm like, yo, if I feel like this is the best thing for me, I'm gonna fucking do it. You know what I mean? Like I need to just relax. Yeah. Like, yeah. and, and some of these teachings fucking help me, man. You know what I mean? I think, I think there's just universal truths that can help a lot of people as we go through our lives and start to experience these, these issues, you know, these feelings. Um, and you know, how you started this conversation, those, those types of changes, you know, testing yourself, trying to make improvements. Um, that's the name of the game. You know what I mean? But at the same time, <laughs> there's literally always a yin and a yang. There's another side of the coin. It's, you know, you have to be able to have fun. You have to, you can't be too strict on yourself all the time. You can't push yourself all the time, you know? And the more you get into a, I have don't try tattooed on my leg. I see it. It reminds me all the time. Like don't force things, you know? 
don't force things. Every day is not a day to just achieve the most you possibly can, you know? And sometimes a lot more can be achieved by not doing one fucking thing. So. Hey, fucking men. And uh, speaking, of those cha- speaking of those changes, I'm slowly lo- losing my voice over here. <laughs> I know, I hear it. I hear it. You, you, you just, get some rest, buddy. <laughs> yeah, again, it's. I don't know if it's the coffee or Brazzers, I'm not sure, but um, <laughs> I might not be here tomorrow, Mike, because so it was good knowing you. <laughs> it's probably getting, disregard everything I just said. <laughs> you I went out, have a lot of time left, throw it out the window <laughs> and have, do whatever. <laughs> I, I just, I went out doing it my way, just remember that. Hey, there's here's here's what I'll say. There's no fucking right or wrong way. You gotta you gotta go with you gotta go with what feels right. You know, that's it, Stevie. Yep. That's Just like it, Sinatra buddy. said, I did it my way. Exactly, Amen. exactly. Amen. Frank can sleep good at night. You know, that's it. <laughs> oh God! All right. Well, I'm gonna shut this down because I don't think I can talk much longer. Okay, buddy. It was good. It was good. <laughs> yeah. We'll do we'll do this more. We'll do more questions or whatever, but. It was good. We appreciate y'all so much. Yeah, thank you guys for sending in all those questions. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely get to some more next time. All right, Stevie. You get some rest. Uh, That I will. That I will. All right, buddy. All right, see it. I will talk soon. Later, buddy.